The Latter-day Lives podcast is not owned or operated by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Any opinions expressed or implied in this recording are solely those of the host and guests and not of any specific organization, unless otherwise stated. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Latter-day Lives podcast. My name is Sean Rapier. I am the host of the show, and this is episode number 43. What a great show we've got for you. Uh, Abe and Rachel Mills are just incredible people. I've known Abe many years. He's such a talented guy, talented singer, and his wife, Rachel, also so talented and just one of the sweetest people you will ever meet. They have a a family band we're going to talk about. They've got a YouTube channel that is just blowing up, and they are so inspiring and fun and just two of the most wonderful people. And this week in my Latter-day Life, I'm going to tell you about a missionary experience that I really was not expecting. That's all coming up. Uh, But before we get to all that, a couple of housekeeping items. First of all, Thank you so much for the mail that you've been sending, the messages. I just love the encouragement and and, uh, all the kind words you have to say. I did want to share one that I just specifically love this week. Uh, A listener named Aaron wrote me and shared how much he was enjoying the show. He just found it recently and was catching up on episodes and mentioned how much he loved our theme music and wondered if he could get a copy of it. And uh, so I actually sent that over to him. It's uh, just a song that I found on, on uh, one of those websites where you can license music, and it's called uh, Dream. And you know, it was so peppy and so happy that I just fell in love with it the minute I heard it. So I'm glad someone else also appreciates it. Aaron, thank you so much. And thank you to all of you who sent in suggestions for uh, the... Uh, one-year anniversary show. It's going to be a lot of fun, especially it was wonderful. I got to catch up with my old friend Jason Hewlett earlier this week, who (laughs) I was joking with him that I think his name comes up almost every week on this show. Um, But uh, he had some great input and some questions also. Remember, if you've got questions about the show, things you'd like to hear, just anything specific for our one-year anniversary show, please send them my way. It's Sean at latterdaylives.com. That's S-H-A-W-N at latterdaylives.com. And I haven't mentioned for a while, but if you're missing any past episodes, of course, you can pick them up on uh, Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher or wherever, but they're also, every episode is on latterdaylives.com. So please feel free to go check it out and to share it with friends. And, And again, we just really appreciate it. Okay, enough of all that. We've got such a fantastic show coming up. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's conversation. And what a privilege it is this week to have two remarkably talented people who are just taking over YouTube. Can I just say, taking (laughs) over YouTube with their awesome and beautiful family. My guest is Abe and Rachel Mills. Abe and Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. We're so happy to be here. Glad to be here. I cannot tell you how happy I am now. I have to tell our listeners a little bit of history uh, because Abe and I have been friends for how long, Abe? 23 years, maybe? Something like that. Yeah, that's a long time thinking about that now, but seems like just yesterday. 
Yeah, we've been friends 20, 23 years. Abe, you still look like you're 23, which is amazing. <laughs> so that's, that's impressive. And uh, But Abe and, and Rachel, uh, so Abe and Rachel are married, have this beautiful family that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Now, Rachel, something that you probably don't know uh, that you and I have in common oh, yeah? is that we, we have both shared a bed with Abe. <laughs> Okay. I just had to put it out there. So uh, we we were in uh, Portland. We were in Portland, Oregon, and Abe, you were singing with Six Track. Yeah, I think was it Six Track you were with at the time. That's right. Yeah, so you were singing with Six Track, and I was performing with the Garen's Comedy Troupe, and we went up to do a conference uh, for college uh, college bookings or something like that. And we were so poor that four of us shared a room with two queen beds in it. Nice. And, and Dallin asked if I snore, and I said yes. And he said, "I'm not sharing a bed with you." So Abe and I ended up sharing a queen bed for like three <laughs> nights. I'm proud to say. I'm proud to say that we do that. So, so Rachel, we have a lot in common. I'm over with Nate snores, so that's all right. Yeah, it's a it's a very it's a very distinguished honor, Abe, that that we've gotten to share that bed together. Yeah, so thank you. Great, that honor. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, so let's get a, a little bit of background on on each of you, though. Uh, I don't know who who wants to start telling us kind of where you're from and a little bit of your background. Okay, so I am from St. Louis, Missouri, originally. Grew up there. When we were 15, moved to Boston area, um, and then I actually went to school from went to college from Boston, that area, okay. and went out to Utah, cool. which is where we met. Yeah. So. Abe, is your, do you come from a church background? Is your whole family, are they all members? Well, so yeah, my mom and dad are members and brothers and sisters. But beyond that and my family, um, we don't have any members of the church in our family. But um, we joined the church in 1981. So I was eight. And no kidding. Time that wow, we- that's really neat. So his parents, his parents are right now in the Temple Presidency in Orlando. And they've served a mission as adults. They served in Sri Lanka. Yeah. No way. You talk about just true pioneer legacy. I mean, you're one generation removed from true pioneers to join the church and then to now be in a temple presidency. I mean, that's what a yeah. huge blessing, right? Definitely. My parents are... They're amazing people. Yeah, really. A, a cool little story about them is after their mission, they went to Florida and they were just visiting a ward and they didn't even buy a house yet. And the bishop called them in that very Sunday called Abe's mom in and said, we'd like to call you the Relief Society president. <laughs> She's like, we don't even live here yet. They think, well, you better find a house here fast. <laughs> there, there are a lot of people who would have moved at that point, who would have said, oh, no, we're, we're out of here. So, that's a, so, so then you moved out to Utah, which brings us to Rachel. Rachel, tell us a little bit about your history. Um, I grew up in Missouri, too, but I actually, we call it Missouri. So Missouri? we're from two different places, <laughs> for sure. We, uh, I, I grew up in the sticks and then we met out at BYU. Yeah. So, yeah. This town is called Monette, but it's spelled like Monet. No, it's not. There are two T's. I can see this where they are. That's Monette. Monette. I can see this is a really contentious <laughs> issue. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you have to edit this out or not, but we knew his parents finally discovered that I'm from the sticks when we went on a road trip together. And we were driving in the dark and in a road that there were no no rest stops forever. And I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And 
we were, I think we're in Nebraska or somewhere. And so I said, Abe, just pull over. So I went on the side of the road and Abe's mom was horrified. <laughs> I'm just shaking my what, head. What like, is she, do- what is she doing know. right now? What is she doing know. out there? What in the world is she doing? When you grow up in the countryside, it's just what you do. That's yeah. all right. I mean, it was dark. Nobody was around. So. Oh, that's really funny. That's great. Well, so what, year, what year did you two meet? Oh, wow. What was that, 1995? 1995. Yeah. So he was, that was a freshman orientation. He was um, singing on stage there, and I was a crazy freshman, excited and screaming. And so I, that, the security guards had to keep us all back. I was yeah. a crazy freshman. So we were pretty yeah. smart when I was with Six Track, and that was, we wanted to do the freshman orientation because we knew that when they're freshmen and they're all excited, they love everything. And so we knew we couldn't go mm-hmm. wrong. So right. we always perform there. And that was that was where she saw Six Jack performing. But then we yeah, met but- again six months later. We ran into each other, but I didn't realize it was him. And we started, well, I saw him speaking in my theater class. Yeah, so we were, we were speaking on this panel. And she came up and had a question afterwards. Well, I immediately set up an appointment. Well, I had a question about black. <laughs> yeah, he set up an appointment. I set up an appointment. I was like, "Yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, we we really need to talk about this. Exactly. Right. This requires further conversation." Right. <laughs> I was very That's proud of myself for setting that appointment. He says That's- that as I left the auditorium, I walked up the stairs and I turned back and gave him one last look. Oh, she did. One, oh yeah, one last little like, quick. This, this is going to be a good appointment. <laughs> So how long did you date uh, before you guys got married? So we dated for four months that time, and then she broke up with me. And- because I was 18, and he tried to talk to me about marriage. <laughs> you were at BYU. Wasn't that, wasn't that a normal thing at BYU? Yeah, it was. It's a very casual conversation. Yeah. But yeah. He's five years older than I am. Yeah. yeah. But it was good. I'll tell you, I was walking. And I remember walking through campus and I'd been praying about him and I got this very distinct feeling. He is the one you're supposed to marry, not just yet. So I'm 18. I didn't know what to do with that information. So I called him up and broke up with him. (laughs) (laughs) She would have told me, yeah, so God told me that I need to break up with you. Then I probably wouldn't have believed her. Right. So the spirit tells you, you need to marry him, but not yet. So you break up with him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So over the phone. But I loved him still. Yeah. And then it was like, it would have been like, if you got a text today. Right. Yeah. Perfect. And then how long was it before you reconnected? Five years. No way. (laughs) Yeah. Five years. I served a mission. It was good. God knew, of course. Yeah. I served a mission. I dated. I got to know other people and the whole time in my heart, it was always there. Rachel, where'd you serve your mission? I served in Bolivia. Wow. Unbelievable. So, and then you got back and Abe, were you kind of following what was going on? You know what? I was just, I never thought that I would ever see her again. And so I actually was just finishing up school at BYU after my 10 years. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, so I was just finishing up school and trying to get a job at BYU. I was hanging out at the school and then I saw her walk by. Well, meanwhile, like, world. meanwhile, before that, I had just come home from my mission and I saw an article, I saw an alumni magazine, and Abe was in there. He was featured in it. And my dad and I were looking at it, and we're like, hey, 
my dad said, do you remember this guy? I said, oh, yes, that's Abe. And I, we were reading through it, and I said, I don't see a ring on his finger. I don't hear him <laughs> talking about any wife. And meanwhile, at the same time, somebody was talking to Abe and said, do you remember that girl, Rachel? Do you know where she is? And he said, I think she went on a mission. Well, right when I went back to Utah, he was one of the first place, first people I ran into. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah that's, it was all meant to be. And how long have you been married now? 17 years. 17 years. Awesome. Yeah. Super cool. So let's go back. Quickly. See how quickly that I was looking at him to see if it was going to come out right. I was wondering, Rachel, because uh, I figure you knew, but the fact that you jumped on it so fast, Abe, is really impressive. <laughs> I, I stayed silent on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had to, uh, I had to, to kind of give up remembering once we hit 20 because I've got no more fingers and toes to count on. I, right. I, I can't do math that fast. So I want to go back a little bit, Abe, because our audience and, you know, if there are women of a certain age, I guess, uh, maybe mid thirties to young forties, they might be ready to pass out now because, (laughs) because Abe was a bona fide star with the group Jericho Road. And you know what? Somewhere there is a woman listening who just gasped. Because she heard Jericho Road and had not heard that name for a long time. You guys were, is it wrong to say that you guys were the LDS Backstreet Boys? Is that wrong to say, Abe? No, no. that's not wrong. That's not wrong to say. That's really what it was, right? I saw women with sweat, grabbing for their sweat towels, trying to dive up on stage while I'm back there pregnant. <laughs> And did you, did you ever, Rachel, did you ever want to yell, he's mine? Nah. <laughs> well, you know, so this. They were, it was so funny to watch them because these Mormon women going crazy. It was fun. It was actually, <laughs> it was actually, actually uh, very, very surprising how that, how people responded sometimes, but it was, it, it was a lot of fun. And yeah, I mean, really we wanted to do, we wanted to be a boy band. It was, we were trying to, to, uh, you know, go off of who inspired us, which is groups like the Temptations, like you know, the yeah. Five, like Boys to Men, New Edition. Sure. Uh, of and you guys, you guys were all LDS. So, give us a little bit of the history. How did Jericho Road come to be? So we we knew each other. Well, a few of us knew each other from um, back when we were in Young Ambassadors at BYU. And after and the thing about Young Ambassadors, you you get a chance to perform. You know, broad sure. tunes, pop tunes, and but at the same time, the reason why you're doing it is so that you can kind of get out, spread the good news, the gospel, um, and a lot of it's just done through kind of ambassadorship, you know, through BYU and all that kind of stuff. And so we kind of that's where we learned, you know, what it means to get out there and perform, and and what you can do with that kind of power. And um, right. yeah, uh, but it's great. There were some of us who really liked singing together and ended up getting together. And I knew another guy through six track. I don't know if you knew this, but six track when we broke up, we tried to get it back together. And I had a guy, a friend of mine that um, he auditioned and got in. And then we practiced one time and then the group broke up after that. Oh no. uh, Classic, classic groups breaking up. That, that happens all the time. Happens all the time. And about two weeks before we were going to record our um, demo, the guy, one of the guys had told me, um, yeah, man, we never ended up doing that thing we talked about, you know? And so two weeks later they were like, Hey, let's do this. Let's record a demo. And initially we did it for 
somebody that thought, you know, hey, I have a contact through TriStar, which was starting, you know, this record label type of thing. And so when we put together that demo, I said, hey, I got a guy who can help us. And I called him up and said, hey, you remember how we said we weren't doing anything? We're doing it now. We're going to do it tomorrow. And uh, anyway, so we, we ended up going and doing the demo. And uh, Tyler Castleton from Desert Book, he was working A&R at Desert Book at that time. And got together with us and said, hey, Sherry Dew wants to meet you. And um, are you interested in doing an album? Yeah. Wow. Sherry Dew, president of uh, Desert Book. Yes. That's a big deal. So oh, going, going back, Six Track was an acapella group. Yep. But then uh, when you got into Jericho Road, it was full music. It was everything. Yeah, definitely. Yep. We always, you know, acapella music always meant a lot to us. And we actually started out for about a year singing as an acapella group together around town in Provo, doing acapella jams and whatnot. Um, and then we tried to move on to be Jericho Road. So then you, you formed Jericho Road. And I mean, to say this thing took off, I mean, Abe, it was suddenly everywhere. Suddenly there's a DVD about it. There's, there are, you're selling tons of CDs. Uh, Deseret Book is putting you everywhere. I actually saw you perform at a mall. I don't know what it was. I don't know what the deal was. It was literally at a mall. It was some event. And I happened to be in the neighborhood and I thought, oh, I'll swing by and say hi to Abe. I took one look at the crowd and said, yeah, no, no, I'm not going anywhere near there. <laughs> yeah, I would have, uh, Rachel, I would have been in the back with you going, holy cow. Because, I mean, it, literally you had the crying fans, the way the Beatles did, the way that the Backstreet Boys did, or New Kids on the Block, whatever. And you had the synchronized dance moves too, that's which was right. pretty slick. Yeah, that's so, the part that we were able to actually sync those moves. Yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty impressive. How did, uh, how did that all wind down? So, yeah, I mean, the way that, the way that they did that, I mean, it was really a lot had to do with Deseret Book. And at the time, our manager at Deseret Book was Laurel Christensen. And, um, she, you know, she was really pushed, she really pushed everything. Um, and I want to say, you know, that we, we kind of got together with her, developed a plan and, um, but most of it really came from her in terms of like, hey, we got to get them out there doing this thing. And I think the one of the biggest things that we did right away was we recorded a CD right away. And the second thing that we did was we toured with Michael McLean's Forgotten Carols right away. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I had no idea. That's very cool. That was one of the first things that we did, which was it was a huge experience for us. And, you know, Michael, if you think about Michael McLean. Yeah. Awesome. He was so good to us. He was. Oh, that's great. He was so humble and amazing and took us in like family. Um, Rachel was pregnant with our first child at that time. And uh, he took us out and he, he said, hey, we're going to take you out. He bought us a car seat. He bought play us pen. a playpen. No way. He, he, yeah. yeah, he totally just took us in as family. And um, anybody who's ever met Michael McClain knows that you feel like his family and his best yeah. friend after you talk to him. That's just how he is in real life. and. Right. Um, one of the greatest things that came out of that is he taught us, you know, these people that are listening to your music and supporting you aren't just fans of yours. These people are, are you know, family, they're friends. You need to treat them like that. And so we learned a lot how to treat people and, um, you know, what, it's, what it is to be a professional. Yeah. That is just awesome. At the beginning, he was the only one who was married and then, of course, the only one with kids. And it was, you know, the other guys didn't fully understand how much he was sacrificing. And our our first son was born with his heart on the wrong side of his body, flipped over, veins and arteries transposed. He 
Oh my! He had oxygen tubes for the first fourteen years of his life, fourteen months of his life. Then he had open heart surgery, and during all that time, we weren't making very much money with Jericho Road. But no. it was an amazing experience because of the people, like you said, the people that we met and the experiences that um, maybe the fans would just give us these beautiful blankets and gifts for the children. And whenever Jaden was, or George, Jackson, we had too many kids, I gave him brother name. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson, I'm going to go through all eight names. Jaden and Jordan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jackson was in the hospital with his surgery. We received flowers and, and, that's where we learned early on too, that our marriage wasn't and our life experiences. It wasn't about money, but it was about the people that we came in contact with because we really did sacrifice a lot financially to do that and a lot of our time, but it was, the spirit was so strong with every, every step of it. Abe actually had to leave the day after Jackson's heart surgery. Oh my gosh. Yeah. On tour. Yeah. And it's, you know, one thing that I, you think about all this, Rachel really was the one, I mean, we, we, we both sacrificed, I had to leave, but how hard is that to be, you know, basically like kind of, kind of a single mom for a little while here, um, where she, she was without me and having a kid who's on oxygen and after surgery in the hospital and different things. So she's been really patient through the whole thing. And, um, you know, her, yeah. without Rachel and without her support, you know, obviously I would have never had the experiences that we had with Jericho Road. What what a blessing. And you know what, Rachel, good for you for, for being so supportive during that time and seeing the bigger vision, because there were a lot of also non-members who ended up coming to shows who were then introduced to the church, like, well, wait a minute, why are they called Jericho Road? And, and what are these guys all about? And you guys were just tremendous ambassadors. And Rachel, of course, you were such a huge part of it, but I can only imagine how difficult that was. I mean, that's beyond my, beyond my imagination. And I think there's a, there's kind of a misconception. A lot of people have, people tend to confuse fame and money. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's uh it's one of those things I get people who from time to time will ask me, do you, is the podcast your full-time job? I go, well, we, we have no sponsors whatsoever. <laughs> I, I, I pay every month to for the hosting and everything for this. So, yeah, it's not much of a living. Uh, we're we're in the hole several hundred dollars uh, yeah. on it, but you know it. But you do you do it, and it's wonderful. And what a great experience Jericho Road was. It was a big deal. I mean, it was. You guys were on billboards, and you're doing huge events and venues. And yeah, it was it was actually really crazy to see that type of stuff and to see well, that's us on a that's us in a, a big store window and di- different things like that. But I will tell yeah. you this: we knew. Like, I remember our producer Tyler Castellan was sitting there, and we were kind of talking about um, you know Jericho Road making money. How can we like make this work so that we're doing it full time and get having a full time income? And I remember Tyler saying, "Listen." you guys have to look at it like this. Would you be willing to do this if you weren't making any money? Right. Like, are you willing, what's the reason why you're doing it? Are you doing it to make money? What is it that you're doing it for? You know, mm-hmm. and when wow. we, when we, you know, really thought about that and knew, you know, originally when we first came together and said, what kind of group are we going to be? Um, and we decided that we wanted to share a positive uplifting message, you know, bridge um, gaps between faith and um, to spread a message about Christ. You know, it was that that was as soon as we decided that was within two weeks that Tyler actually contacted us. So to be having that conversation with him afterwards and him saying, 
the people that do this do it for a reason. A lot of them don't make any money doing it. And that was when it kind of hit me like, man, you're never going to, you're never going to retire from doing this. (laughs) But you know what? I mean, I have to say, we were just talking today about the blessings that come from the experiences that we've had in our lives. And a lot of those experiences come because of performing and because of, you know, what we're doing now is it's really stems from what, what I was able to do with Jericho road. So now let's go forward a little bit. You guys are living now in beautiful Florida. We're actually recording this over uh, the, what, over the internet. Uh, You guys are in Florida. I'm in Utah. I'm wishing I was in Florida. Tell us where you live in Florida. We live in a town called Palm Coast, Florida. It's just north of Daytona Beach. And we are about 10 minutes from the beach and have been to the beach this week twice. Yeah. The kids are actually fishing right now. Oh my gosh. That leads into the ocean. That is just now. So Palm Coast just sounds like the most idyllic beach town. What took you guys out to Palm Coast? Well, (laughs) go ahead, Rach. What took us to Florida or to Palm Coast? Um, Either. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what took us to Florida. We were in Michigan. We loved Michigan, but there was somebody who (laughs) didn't pay us what they owed us. And oh, we had a so choice. Hard. Yeah, it was really hard. So, but it opened us up to opportunities. Exactly. So we said then we opened up our minds and we said, "Where can we go? We can go anywhere in the country. We have no money. <laughs> we we can go anywhere. <laughs> we can start over anywhere." And Saeed's parents were here in Florida, and we said, we prayed and prayed and prayed about it, and we decided to go to Florida. And every time I started to get upset or angry about the money that wasn't paid to us. God spoke into my mind very, very strongly. Do not be angry. This is where I wanted you anyway. Oh, how beautiful. It really was. Every time. And every time he just came back very softly. Do not be angry. This is where I wanted you anyway. And so we have loved it. We're, you know, near his parents. Our kids are thriving here. We've been able to do um, a lot of commercial work with the kids. We've done Disney, Nickelodeon, Universal, SeaWorld commercials. The kids are thriving in their sports. And of course, our YouTube channel and family band, we have so much support for live music here. Oh, that is awesome. What a great place to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm jealous when I see all your beach videos because, you know, I I grew up 45 minutes from the beach and now I'm, feels like 45 hours from the beach because it's so far away. But, uh, But how many children do you have? We have eight children right now. Eight children. Yeah. And walk yeah. us through uh, the names and ages of your kids. Okay. So the oldest, so two of our children just moved in with us um, in the last six months. Wow. Yeah. Um, the oldest is Luke. So we share him with his fabulous mother and he's 17. The next one is Brayton. He's 16. We share him with his fabulous mother. Cool. And then Jackson is the next one who's 16, and he's the one who had the open heart surgery. Mm. And Tyson is 14. Jordan is 12. Mariah is 10. Juliana is 7. And Jaden is 6. I'm so impressed that you could keep track of all that. That's so good. I I have seven I have seven kids, you know, my, my wife and I have seven kids, and we resort to hey you much more than I like to admit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, when you get in the car, you have to do a roll call. So we do do a roll call. Uh, it's a so, lot, right? I'm oldest to youngest. 
So, so you've got this amazing family. And Rachel, do you have a musical background as well? I do. My father was a band teacher. Oh, so wow. I grew up with music. I grew up with my dad banging pots and pans, making music at midnight. <laughs> How cool. And have you always been a singer as well? I sing, but she, she really. She has a great voice. So do you want to hear a funny story? Yeah, of course. <laughs> we were, we sing together. And every time, if anyone sings with a he, they, he makes them sound amazing. Like it doesn't matter how good they are. He just knows how to make them sound really good. But we, I was pregnant with Jackson. So that was our first pregnancy and I was nine months pregnant. So I was at my due date and someone had asked us to sing for a, a young women's group. And so we were singing, Oh, my father. So hey, maybe you can sing a little piece of that. Oh, oh. <laughs> on the spot. My father, thou that dwellest in the So I go like that, right? Yeah. We're singing, and I'm right in the middle of singing it, and all of a sudden I went into labor. And what? Yeah, totally. So, like, I had this horrible, horrible contractions, and I'm trying so hard to just sing and smile and act like nothing is going on. <laughs> oh, no. And I was just like, like it was just severe, severe, severe. And then we sat down. And I was like, I am so sorry. I said, I just forgot what I was doing. And he said, that's okay. And I was like, he said, I'm just wondering why you were singing on top of old Smokey. <laughs> what? <laughs> he was singing the words to oh, my father, but to the tune of on top of old Smokey. Oh, my father. That's such a fantastic story. So somehow he harmonized with all of it. He just found whatever notes I was picking out and he harmonized. When you're having contraction pains, you there's not much you can do. It kind of makes you go up to the on top of old smoky note, you know. Oh, that is <laughs> so that funny. <laughs> okay, so the challenge at some point for Sunshine Mafia, which we're about to talk about, is to do Oh My Father set to On Top of Old Smoking right, as a right. real release, right? I don't think you do it if I tried. You have to be pregnant in labor to do it. I cannot believe that you kept it together and you didn't just yell out, baby coming. Gotta go. Gotta be done. Uh, well, that is, that's an amazing story. So you got all these kids. You are both obviously very musically talented. When did the idea to form Sunshine Mafia come together? How, what's the genesis of it? Wow. Well, I had an impression about a year before we ever did it that I needed to buy a video camera. God kept telling me, buy a video camera. But we didn't have much money, so I didn't want to spend the money to buy it. So I didn't. And then six months later, a family came, or well, a, a big television show asked us to produce a video for them. And I thought, I wish I had my video camera. Because they saw a video of us singing, because we we're already singing a little bit as a family, and they saw a video and they wanted more. So some friends of ours who do a family vlog called us up and said, hey, we'll shoot the video for you. And then we asked them, we're like, what do you guys do? People watch families on YouTube? That's so weird. Like, why do they yeah. even care? And they're like, yeah, totally. People are watching us. So I so the thought came in my head over and over again, you need to do this. This is what you're supposed to do. And then about four months later... I got this strong impression. I called Abe and I was like, okay, I can't push away this impression anymore. We have to buy a video camera. So this is about September, October. So it's about 10 months after the first impression of a video camera. And yeah. I said, I'm just going to buy it. I'm going to figure out a way. We're just going to put on a credit card. I'm going to buy it. And right then he said, you know, I just got a message from somebody. 
just now who works at a video camera store. And she said she'd help us out with any discounts. I was like, are you what? serious? She yeah. Was a friend, she was a friend of ours and that she, we've known. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So she, he was like, you might want to call her up. So I called her up, told her kind of what we're doing. And she said, well, what's your budget? And I said, well, you don't have a budget because we're, we're poor. We're just, <laughs> just going to do what we're going to have to do because God has been telling me this for a long time. So can you just, um, I just want to buy from you what's the cheapest but good quality of what I need to get started. And she said, hold on a second. So she went off the phone for a minute. She went and talked to the manager. She and the manager got back on the phone and they said, we are going to send you two video cameras and it's for free. No. I come on. just yeah. started sobbing. They and weren't crying. Oh, it, it was amazing. I was like, what? I'm like, what? I was wow. just sobbing. I couldn't speak for about five minutes. I couldn't, I'm, I'm just crying now even thinking about it because that was God saying, thank you for finally listening. <laughs> I asked you to do this. You finally took a step forward. And that was just his way. I felt like that was his way of saying, this is where I wanted you to go. So it took us a couple months to get everything organized and to really start. But but those, I mean, that, that right there would probably that was be a the moment. spark, right? Yeah. The spark sure. that, lit the, that lit the fire or whatever. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't know before, I mean, come on, give right. me a break. Right. I mean, just so had you had any experience recording or does, is this all stuff that you've learned since then? So we both graduated in broadcast journalism from BYU. Oh, right. Okay. Well, exactly what we, we did. had done that. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit different because the uh, technology, the has, technology changed. has changed yeah. a lot, but it's sure. easier now. So yeah, we, yeah. Easier. and we were, you know, I won't say we were out of practice, but yeah. So, so, but you started off with, with vlogging, which for our listeners is video logging or it's yeah. like a blog, but basically it really is just what your family does. Well, yeah, we actually started off doing Christmas songs. We decided to do a Christmas song a day. Oh, I didn't know you did. So you did that before the vlogging. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. so we did that, and I didn't even um, have a computer. So I did all my editing on my cell phone. It was Light the World, right? So we said, Light the World. They said, what are you, you going to do to Light the World? So that was the, the campaign that kind of went out. And we said, hey, guys, what do you think if we like do a, a Christmas song every day for our Light the World thing? And that's what we'll do. And then we'll just post it on Facebook or whatever. And so we started doing that every day. And oh, that's amazing. It was super fun. It was a lot of fun. So I'll tell you another spiritual experience that happened yeah. um, with that. Because we felt like, gosh, is this even, you know, how are we going to start the vlogging part of it? Two cool things happened, actually. So am I talking too much? No. No. Gosh, no. No, <laughs> no, no, no. You're doing great. So two cool things happened. Um, one was right before we did the Christmas, SeaWorld, we had auditioned for a commercial for SeaWorld. And we didn't get the spot. Then a week before, um, well, I, oh yeah, we didn't get the spot. And then they called us yeah. and they said, we are not the main SeaWorld um, production crew, but we saw your audition footage and we love you guys. We want to do something different. We want you guys to come in kind of like vlog style and just spend a day with us. And we're just going to capture you on camera. We just want you to talk into the camera tell us how much fun you're having and oh, wow. we've been praying about Mariah for her birthday. She had really wanted to play with dolphins. We said, we had just told her, I'm sorry, Mariah, we're not going to be able to do that this year. And then SeaWorld calls us and they said it was because of her audition and how excited she was that they oh. her family. So we spent an entire day at SeaWorld, better than the big production crews, because we'd done the Disney commercial and they don't usually let you experience 
the park, yeah. this yeah. setting was totally different. We didn't even have a makeup crew. We didn't have wardrobe crew. They just said, we're following you. We went on other rides. We played with dolphins. We played with penguins. We, we totally got to play with penguins. Oh my gosh. We were petting that the penguins. Amazing. It was amazing. So then. And the, so the cool thing about that was that they said, you're going to get paid the same exact amount as you would have paid gotten paid if you would have gotten the regular job. But, no this is just, but they said, but it's just for, it's going to be just for social media. Yeah. But with all that cool stuff, which yeah, is. Yeah, only it was way better. All that great and stuff. so at the end of the day, they said, after all these amazing surprises, they said, we have one more surprise for you. They said, we know that you have more, because they only hired three of our kids. Right? Yeah. And us. And us. And they said, we know you have more children at home. And we know what a miracle it is that these kids are here. We want to bring all of your whole family back to SeaWorld. Oh. For free. And we want to feed your whole family the whole day. And we want to give them the dolphin experience too. That SeaWorld did, did that, man. Oh. <laughs> so it was like awesome. So even beyond that, so not only did we have this answer to little Mariah's prayer to want to be with dolphins, we got paid right before Christmas. We got to experience SeaWorld as a family. We went back with the family. We didn't even have to pay for food. But then even on top of that, we had a full day's training of how to vlog. Yeah, the guys were basically of all the things because we're like, we don't even camera angles yeah. and everything that they were doing. And that's this what is, right before we were getting ready. This is the I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean, this is seriously one of the biggest stories. I cannot believe this experience. Yeah, what a blessing. That's what we were saying. We're like, man, this is just so. Again, amazing. it was just God saying, "This is what I wanted you to do." But I'll tell you what, we needed these experiences because this journey. We are now at a hundred thousand subscribers. Every single day, I was like, Abe, I think I'm going to quit. This is so hard. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. we had that beginning miracle. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Between the camera and the SeaWorld yeah. experience. We strong. We knew why we were doing it. So you know. And now you're at 100,000 subscribers. The pour in. So I wanted to tell you one more thing, and I'm sorry for talking in. But no, no, no. It's great. I want to tell you another story. that Our neighbor called me, and she said, Rachel, I need to tell you. And this was before we even started vlogging. This was only the daily Christmas songs. She said, my daughter, we did not grow up going to church at all. She said, but I've been watching your daily Christmas songs. And I said, this, her daughter's a grown adult with children. And she said, I told my daughter, you sit down right now and you watch every one of their Christmas videos. Oh. So she did. Her daughter did. She sat down and she stopped and she said, mom, I want to know Christ the way that they know Christ. Oh. And um, for me, that was huge because she said, I wow. see something different in their eyes. And I think about when we first started vlogging, we'd, every video would get about a hundred views and now they get thousands. And even when it would just be a hundred, I would think, okay, if I had a hundred people in my room listening to us share a joy for life, our joy for God, our love for God, and then I'm seeing his light in us, if we can, if he allows us to share that, then it's worth it. It's so worth it. It's so worth it. So beautiful. Well, now you're certainly not a hundred views. I mean, I'm, I, I was looking through, I was watching a bunch of your videos you know, it, it, and and the the wonderful thing is, you're just showing what a Mormon family is. You know, you guys are having whipped cream fights, and you're going out to the beach, and you're you're singing together, or you're challenging each other to an improv contest, or whatever. Twenty seven thousand, thirty thousand. I mean, amazing, huge numbers. Yeah, we're great. You know, what's your what's your biggest What's your biggest video? Uh, that's got to be uh, 
our, our original first AGT audition with yeah. Jaden. Jaden, our at the time was four years old and was doing backflips off of Jordan's back. And so they, uh, wow! So he got to audition for America's Got Talent. Yep, we went as a band. It was a lot of fun, and we just kind of awesome. documented the day. And uh, and that video has gotten six point something million, over six, 6. 9 million. Million. 6.9 million, Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's just amazing the way that you guys are sharing the gospel and sharing the message of families and sharing the message of love. I, I just I got addicted. I started watching all the videos and I wanted to know what was next. And so I so far our so if our listeners, uh, if they want to check you out, first of all, an exciting announcement. I think this did this just happen what just a few days ago with your your first song for sale? Yes, yes, yes it yes. did. It was very well, that's a big step for us. We got into the studio for the first time as a family band and recorded a song that's near and dear to our hearts. And uh, yeah. it's This Is Me, which is from, from The Greatest, the greatest Showman. Showman. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of people, when we the first time we heard the song, we fell in love with it um, and and just what the what it means. And so we decided that was going to be our first song that we recorded. That is so yeah. awesome. We just got back from Guatemala. And every time we sang that song, I would take up a little child up front with me. And I would talk about how different we were. You know, he would have, I'm very white with blonde, super blonde hair. And I would take this sweet little child from Guatemala and I'd ask him, I'd say, what color is your hair? What color is my hair? What color is your skin? What color is my skin? I'm tall. Am I better than you? Cause I'm tall. And they'd all shout out. No. And I'd say, what language do you speak? And he speaks in Spanish. And sometimes they'd speak Kech, Kechi, um, which is the indigenous language there. And, and I would speak some English to him and they would just laugh. And our message was, we are all so different. And I'd have them look at our family because we have some white kids, some black kids, some biracial kids. And I'd say, we are all so different, but this is huh. me. And God loves me for me and God loves you for you. And um, and then we would sing it and then we would dance and have the kids up there dancing with us. And the coolest thing was, was every child that I chose to come up with me at that point, because we bring up other kids to dance with us. But every child that I brought up to to stand in front of everyone, to stand and say, this is me. I am beautiful the way I am. God has created oh. me this way. Every single school we went to, that child would find me and stick by my side and would not leave my side. And what I thought it was one school where it happened, but it happened at every single school. Oh, one little boy would throw me flowers and flowers and flowers. And, um, cause they just, they all of a sudden realized how valuable and precious they were, and they are in God's eyes. Uh, it, it is just awesome. And if people want to find the song and they want to buy it, where should they go? Uh, com. And you can download this song for 99 cents. I mean, come on, you talk about a bargain. Definitely. Get the song. We, Get the song. Definitely. And we encourage people, especially at this time, to download from your computer. We're in the process of getting approved by iTunes, which... You can you can download it almost anywhere except for an iPhone, which you have to have iTunes, and we're still waiting for that approval to happen. But if you download it on your computer, it'll go right to your phone. And right to that, so I've heard the snippet of it. I will be a buyer tonight. I didn't have my wallet on me, but Yay! I did listen to the snippet of it, awesome. and it is so precious and so beautiful. And the work you guys are doing, and everyone should go follow you on YouTube. It's Sunshine Mafia, and you get to see the sun and this beautiful family and all these children that every one of them 
could have just walked off of a J Crew catalog because they're all so good looking. <laughs> and the joy that you guys bring, and you really open this is what impresses me. It doesn't come across as staged. It's a real family having real experiences. And of course, Abe, you and I have been friends for a long time. So the whole thing just made my heart so warm. And Rachel, seeing your heart with your children, you guys are just so beautiful and so wonderful. And to me, you are the great examples of what uh, what members of the church can do in sharing the gospel. And it's not necessarily putting on name tags and knocking on doors. It's uh, a very efficient, effective way to spread joy and to spread the message of the gospel. And it's just been wonderful catching up with you guys. Um, anything else that they should follow? I've got YouTube. We've got uh, Go Download the Song. Anything we're missing for Sunshine Mafia? You know, we, we're on almost all, yeah, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we are on Twitter, and you can find all of those links at our website, sometimemafia.com. And we'll link to all that on our social media so that you can check it all out. You guys are just the best. Uh, we're going to close the show with the way that, uh, the question that we ask of all of our guests every week, which is, uh, what does being a member of the church mean to you? And you know what? You can take that together if you'd like, or you can can each give your own two cents. Do you have anything you want to say specifically or not? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so being a member of the church means a lot to me. And, and uh, you know, a lot of times I think to myself, like, what would I, where would I be if I didn't have uh, the gospel in my life? My faith is a, is it plays a role in every aspect of my life. And so I know I would be a completely different person. Um, I know that, as far as my family, my family means everything to me. And not, without without the gospel, I don't know that I would have my family, especially not the way that it is right now. Right. Yeah. So it just, it's a, it's a humbling feeling just to know that, uh, that the gospel gives us all of those opportunities to, to really keep our focus in the right place, to have these wonderful relationships. Awesome. I know, so I'm grateful for it. Beautiful. Rachel? Um, last weekend, our sons, two of our sons just went to prom for the first time. And they went with two girls that are also members of the church. And that morning, they went to the temple together and did baptisms. Mm. And then as we're taking pictures and laughing and taking some goofy pictures, we'll be posting a video about it actually tomorrow. But, um, they, we told them, we said, Hey guys, make sure you say a prayer together before you drive away. And they did. And that's why I love the gospel It's because it is this gospel that teaches our children that it's cool to pray. It's cool to ask God for help. It's, it's not just cool, but it's the way of life. It is the only way. And how grateful I was that not a single one of those four awesome teenagers looked at me and said, Oh, are you serious? They <laughs> with all their heart and love smiled big and said, absolutely. They had a prayer, just the four of them. And then they went off to prom and that's, I love the gospel because it, I would not want to teach my children any other way. That is beautiful. The band, the family band, the YouTube channel, Facebook, all over sunshine mafia. And the new song is available now. For download, go check it out, sunshinemafia.com. Abe and Rachel, I have no words to tell you how much I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. And 
Thank you so much for all the wonderful things you guys do making the world a better place and for sharing your Latter-day lives with us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having us on, Thank you for the opportunity. We're grateful. Very grateful. My special thanks to Abe and Rachel Mills. Are they not incredible? Just amazing people. And uh, Sunshine Mafia is the perfect name because they are going to spread sunshine like the mafia, whether you like it or not. They are going to make you smile and they are going to make you happy. And they are just the best. I, I really wish we could have done it in person. And I will very much look forward to seeing them. Just amazing souls. Go check out Sunshine Mafia on YouTube. Uh, This week in my Latter-day life, it was an interesting week. I spent a lot of time in airports. I was in San Diego uh, for a few days and then down in Mexico City and uh, in Tijuana. I was kind of all over the place. And uh, another thing that happened this week is I was a guest on Nick Galetti's LDS Mission Cast. And if you are not listening to the LDS Mission Cast podcast, let me just say you're missing out. Because Nick is so good at interviewing people, and he brings on incredible guests, uh, and me. <laughs> really good guests, and he has me on, too. We actually talked about comedy, and it was it was really fun, and we got to reminisce on uh, our missions, and it's fantastic. You should check it out. Um, but uh, also this week, I saw missionaries in the airport, and it reminded me of something that happened a few years back. Um I was on a a flight. I was flying with one of my coworkers, and she's a fantastic person. And uh, she and I were seated next to each other as we were flying to Long Beach, California. And there were nine missionaries on our plane that were all going out to that mission. I guess maybe Long Beach is a mission, Uh, but they were flying out to enter in the mission field. They had left the MTC. And as they walked on, I just beamed, smiling at each and every one of them as they walked past us. And then uh, my coworker started asking some questions about the church. Like, well, why do they go on missions? And it opened up this wonderful discussion. And about 10 minutes into this conversation about missions, suddenly she started to kind of bag on it. (laughs) And she started to rip on it and ripping on the church a little bit and ripping on missions. And why would you do that? And I don't know, it just kind of got to the point. And, you know, and I don't mind joking around about things. But it got quite negative, and I was trying to share how special and positive a mission is, and I just couldn't get it out. No matter what I said, it seemed, I don't know, it just didn't seem great. And I was really, really frustrated. And finally, I just changed the subject. And I had been praying that I'd be able to share these things because she was asking questions, but it just didn't work out. Well, then we landed in the Long Beach airport, And one thing I love doing when I see missionaries in the airport, usually it's two missionaries together or three, uh, as they're going out to the field, what I'll do is grab 20 bucks for each of them and I hand them each 20 bucks. Again, it's usually one, two, three missionaries. I hand them each 20 bucks and I say, listen, your most important thing when you get there is to build a bond with your companion so that you guys can feel the spirit. Take this 20 bucks and on your first P-Day, Tell them that you met a crazy guy in the airport who shoved a $20 bill in your hand and you take them out to lunch and get to know them, find out where they're from, find out what they're all about and share who you are with them. Build that bond over a cheeseburger or pizza, whatever. Here's 20 bucks to do it. And it's always a great experience. I always feel really good. Well, 
the missionaries had gotten off the plane and I'd stopped uh, to use a restroom or whatever and all the missionaries were congregated around. And as we were about to walk past them, I felt the Spirit say, give them each $20 like you normally do. And I thought, okay, I'm not giving out $180 right now. (laughs) And again, the Spirit said, oh, yes, you are. Give them the money. And I was so frustrated from this conversation we had had on the plane that I kind of begrudgingly, because I want to follow the Spirit, we had walked past them at this point. I told my coworker, I said, will you just wait here for a minute? Just, Just stand here and just wait. And I walked about 10 feet back to an ATM and pulled out $200. And then I walked over to the nine missionaries there, and I gave them my spiel. Hey, guys, so excited for you. Can't wait for you to get out. When you meet your companions, blah, blah, blah. And I gave them each $20. And I just felt really inspired after I gave them that. And I said, I just want you to know you are the choice. You are the elect. You are the chosen ones to go out and share his gospel. And I love you all so much, and I wish I could go with you but this is your moment. You make it count. And I kind of gave him this pep talk and I felt really emotional. And I said, thank you for what you're doing. And I said, goodbye. And as I turned around, I almost ran right into my coworker who was standing behind me. And she had tears streaming down her face. And we started to walk and she said, what was that? And I said, those are God's elect. They have been set apart to do his work, and they are going to do the most magnificent things over the next 18 to 24 months. You just were in contact with angels on earth. And she said, why am I crying? And I said, that is the spirit of God. And we had a wonderful moment. And I said, that's what I was talking about on the airplane. And she said, wow, I don't know why I'm so emotional, but I'm just overwhelmed. And I said, yeah, the spirit will do that. And we had a great few minutes then to talk about what missionary work is all about. We just have to open up our mouths sometimes. And it may not seem right at the time. We just never know what the Lord really has in store for us. But I'll tell you one thing. I've never listened to him, acted on it, and regretted it. That just doesn't seem to be in the cards. We never know why. We just know we need to do it. And that is what is happening in my Latter-day life. I want to thank you so much for listening in and continuing to share the show. Again, if you've got questions about the show or about any of our guests or anything you'd like to ask, please send it our way, sean at latterdaylives.com, S-H-A-W-N, at latterdaylives.com, or you can reach us on Facebook or Instagram or in any of those methods. And next week, we've got a really, really interesting show for you. I'm very excited about it. But until then, please remember, as always, there is a great big beautiful world out there. So go be in it, just not of it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>